I'm Annika Hartaja, and this is SEO in 2024. Annika, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? Well, my number one tip would be to really consider how AI can impact the different stages of you know, user buy journey and also search intent moving forward. So as we all know, search is going through this massive transition and we're experiencing a bit more sort of personalization, which has been part of SEO for obviously a long time now. But when we're moving more towards these AI searches and AI like assisting users when trying to find the right solutions, we really need to consider how how that search behavior itself will change moving forward. So we're often looking at the user buyer journey. We have the, those sort of more core three stages that we often consider. Some people, you know, consider more stages, but, you know, the awareness, consideration, decision, all of them might have slight impact from AI in the future. And especially now looking at, you know, Google's plans, AI isn't going anywhere. It'll continue probably becoming more and more prominent in search. So yeah, need to we need to get ready for it. And we need to start to understand it as well from user's point of view. So how do you analyze AI's role in the different stages of your user's purchase journey and search intent? Yeah, so obviously now a lot of these AI tools such as SGE, they're still, you know, testing phase. A lot of SEOs are using them in a certain way when they're trying to figure out, you know, how those search queries are actually showing um, what different elements you can see in the new search results. So that's going to be, I think, one part of your content research and content strategy building. Going through those AI searches, similarly to how we used to do keyword research, we included sort of SERP analysis in our research phases to really understand what does Google think the user intent is, what's the keyword intent, what are the types of results that they're showing? Now we have to do that same with the AI searches as well. Obviously, we see that there's a lot of layout shifts, maybe even daily. And because of the personalization, obviously, different people will see different results and different types of um, elements in these result pages. But really understanding what's available, what, what can we see, for example, you know, with SGE, it's quite the same with BARD and Bing as well. We have the synopses at the top bit more informational content there. Uh, we might have links to blogs or, you know, other informational articles, then product descriptions and product listings, um, perhaps even a suggestion of might you might want to check out these products, they might be relevant for you. So yeah, it's sort of quite full on when you think about it for the user. And I would assume that some of these buyer journey stages will take a bit longer on Google. So instead of doing that on the website, on, you know, by um, consuming your content, uh, these two stages especially will be often conducted on the SERPs themselves. And therefore, we might see impacts on, you know, click-through rates, especially for um, certain types of queries. But that also can relate to potentially higher conversion rates as we have potentially less traffic to our site but that research has already happened before the user lands on the site, we might actually see uh, better conversions. Okay, well, that's a positive then, potentially. <laughs> it feels like, though, that 
In the past, SEOs had more control over the intent that they were serving um, because they could control the content that was being surfaced for particular keyword phrases. And nowadays, search engines are, to a certain degree, picking what they want out of pieces of content. And AI is potentially even going to be more niche in terms of precisely the answer that they serve the user. Um, So do SEOs still have control over the abilities to serve the needs and expectations of users? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's going to be even more important than now is to try to serve those different user intents with your content. So, you know, a lot of people, they focus on commercial or transactional keywords, which is great. However, what is actually a commercial keyword? When you when you do that search on, for example, SGE or even BARD, your intent might not be very clear. You might be searching for, you know, I want to buy a raincoat or something because now we're moving towards the more con- conversational language as well. You might actually not want to buy it straight away, you're, even, even though your intent says that you want to buy it, but you're still, you know, trying to find information. You might even you know, stop the journey completely. Maybe you decide, okay, it's not, you know, the right time of the year. I might not even need one, but, you know, the results that we get combine the different types of information, whether it's, you know, informational, commercial, and, you know, even navigational searches will change. We've seen that some, if you, for example, search for Nike sneakers, you might get different, you know, sites, obviously selling Nike sneakers, Sneakers, even when you click on the result, you might not even get to the page. Maybe there's a pop-up. You know, things are moving around uh, quite a lot. But yeah, making sure that we do target those different user sort of search intents uh, by bottom of the funnel, middle of the funnel, top of the funnel keywords is not only enough to, you know, optimize your product descriptions, for example. You you do really want to be able to be the result when it comes to the synopsis as well potentially, you know, the blog articles that are explaining about, you know, providing that assisting information for the user to be able to make that decision and to be able to compare the different features, different elements. So really kind of like a holistic way of writing content. Got you. Okay. So you're pretty comfortable that AI will be able to deliver all aspects of the customer buying journey rather than actually just focusing on one particular part of it and reducing what you're able to do in terms of driving traffic to your website to just um, the transactional element. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I guess it's quite important to consider the future when it comes to data as well. So before, when we look at, as you say, transactional queries or transactional searches, it has been probably quite easy to determine what keyword is actually transactional. However, now we need to branch out, not just trust the data that we see in the SERPs, but also make sure that we analyze the data after the consumer has been to our site. Um, so combining data f- from the AO searches, potentially tools like Keyword Hero, you can actually determine the click-through rates and the conversion rates for certain keywords as a sort of combination of different metrics and really analyzing that data and using that to build a better content strategy. So we we get different information and different data as SEOs now, which can be utilized for content strategy. 
even when we do searches on, for example, SGE or Bing, they have suggested follow-ups. Um, when you read those different sort of long tail queries, you might be able to determine a wider strategy for your content, uh, for, for the specific topic, what kind of article should you be actually writing, um, what does the AI consider important, and therefore what do they assume user considers important as well. So we can take quite a lot of learnings from, from these searches, even though they're not perfect. Obviously, when you search for something, for example, in BARD, Maybe the synopsis is quite a good, you know, overlay of what are the different features that you should be looking at when when you're doing these sort of searches and when you're trying to purchase a product. Sometimes the products that they offer might be just from an article which lists the best products of 2023 for that specific category without actually analyzing whether they are best for, for a certain reason. But obviously the search is changing and um, all these different large language models are improving as well. And we, we need to keep up, really. We need to understand how they find the information. So when you write content for the different stages and the different intents, you know, using clear language, making sure that the AI understands it as well as the user, you know, structuring it in a way that is easy to find those nuggets of information that will probably be a bit more prominent in the synopses. And yeah, creating helpful content that's never going to go out of fashion is going to be even more important now moving forward. How do you get your article to be top of SGE and get that link by creating really helpful and unique content? So Google has give, been giving us these hints for years now, and I think in 2024, it's going to be even more important. And will, as, as part of that helpful and useful content, will Google Perspectives be a great opportunity over the coming year? Because... Um, we're we're seeing that tested at the moment with um, user generated content offering alternative opinions to the facts that AI spits out. Um, is that um, traffic opportunity only going to grow? Yeah, definitely. And I guess what it does it expands your opportunities when you're writing content, when you're building content. You know, working with influencers in your area that not only could help you boost, you know, your EAT you know, showcase that you are a prominent brand in your field, in your industry. If you're working with influencers who have a lot of prominence and visibility, it can only help you. And when you get visibility through, you know, perspectives, any other important area when it comes to, for example, Google Discover, you know, we need to branch out from the more traditional searches and understand how the different searches actually work. So We'll be moving towards more multimodal search. You know, images, videos are going to be even more and more important to be able to stand out, to be able to showcase your expertise as well. Now, the challenge, I guess, that Google has and other search engines have with quickly adapting and changing the way that search operates is you know, that might be fine for early adopters, but um, you'll get um, many other users of search that will be uncomfortable with that and perhaps go to a search engine with a, a more traditional interface. Mm. So do, do you have any thoughts on whether, I, I guess, more traditional searches are, are, are going to be comfortable with using AI and simply just relying on AI as the answer to what they're looking for? Yeah, it's obviously difficult to say. There's been sort of obviously up and down when it comes to adoption and some, you know, surprising results as well, sort of younger generation being quite open uh, to the AI searches, even though they are 
relatively new and when it comes to accuracy and you know potentially sometimes even false information usually younger users are quite against that but it seems like one of the studies that i read actually sort of 18 to 25 year olds are quite open to these searches and i guess we we can't assume that because if you as an seo if you don't use ai search it doesn't mean that your user won't and when when we're looking at optimizing for these ai searches we're not only doing it for the ai but also just general you know even traditional search will be better when when you do optimize your content when you make sure that your content is helpful for the different sort of user behaviors and user intent so it's not like you're going to lose in traditional search you're still going to uh, do great however when we look at these different metrics we just need to understand what the impact will be even you know when you look at your metrics moving forward what will you be your KPIs will you be focusing on um, click through rates will you be focusing on conversion rates and what will you be your new benchmark as well so even if the AI searches won't become as popular as you know they were originally predicted in the first year you never know what happens in five years time as well does this mean that um, the setting of a content marketing strategy at the beginning of a year is going to be radically different? I mean, what would you advise a client if you're sitting down with a client at the beginning of a year and they were saying, OK, we've seen this AI, we've used ChatGPT, uh, we want to make sure that we're as prominent as possible in, in the results here. What does that mean in terms of our, con- our content production strategy and the type of content that we produce moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. So as mentioned before, looking at the different sort of buyer journeys and how do we satisfy the user intent for those. When we're doing research, we we need to branch out and make sure that we're actually analyzing the more longer tail conversational keywords as well. And I guess when we're looking at content strategies, not just for content production point of view, but also can we utilize that in the future for link building, for example? So we've seen before that searches like which happen on Bard or Bing, often they bring results from these listicle articles as well. So how can we make sure that, you know, we're visible in these articles? How do we get a link? How do we get a mention? And how does our content strategy support that? And obviously everything is sort of connected. So when we're talking about content, UX links, technical, when we try to optimize for these AI searches, everything, you know, the different elements of SEO will help each other. So when we're creating great content, great product content, we want to, you know, boost that with product schema. Um, when we're creating uh, sort of assets or, you know, informational content that can boost our, you know, digital PR and link building efforts. So the basics of SEO won't change massively. It's just where we focus our attention to uh, will probably be a bit more strategic as well. If an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024? So I know I just said everything's connected, you know, content, UX, technical links. However, we do still see um, some SEOs trying to chase for this sort of 100%, you know, site technical health, which is great. It's especially great for when you're starting and trying to learn SEO and what, you know, different optimization actually does and how does that improve your site. But the really key thing is to consider what are your competitive advantages really. So when we're looking at sort of three really big areas, so you might have a very strong brand, 
or you might have very strong sort of um, link profile or you have very strong content, you know, analyzing what are your key advantages and how do you how do you leverage that? And with content, you can really do really well, even if you don't have a strong brand or even if you don't have the perfect link profile. And what was great with content as well is that it can actually help you improve your conversion rates as well. Links, not so much. Brand obviously builds trust, but with content, you can really drive those conversions. And yeah, having that sort of strong content strategy uh, in 2024 is really where, you know, where the money is. So yeah, I recommend uh, definitely focusing on that. Annika Hataya is head of SEO at Seeker Digital. You can find her over at seeker.digital. Annika, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Thank you. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com. <laughs>